Welcome to Audiodrome. I'm Riley. With me, as always, is Doug. Hello. And Carlos. Happy day to you. Happy day. <laughs> Happy just regular day. Um, so an un- unidentified man burst into flames while waiting outside a train station in Sweden. Oh, boy. Yeah. Human I, torch. Human torch. <laughs> Flame on. Flame on. I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he spontaneously combusted. But uh, the thing I read didn't didn't really talk about how he he uh, got set on fire. But uh, apparently, no foul play is suspected. But he was he was on fire. It said it said it took him a little while. They didn't say it took him a little while. It said after a little while he started screaming. But I would start screaming pretty much immediately. Jeez. Yeah. Maybe he didn't realize he was on fire. Maybe it kind of started down at his ankle or something and kind of crept its way up. Maybe. It happens in movies a lot. People don't notice that they're on fire until it's, you know, a problem. That's I guess true. it would. I guess it would take a little while to maybe notice you're on fire because you're not thinking, oh, it's a little warm right there. Am I on fire? Right. Right. What, what's the word with spontaneous combustion? Is that a real thing? It's not a real thing with like people and stuff, but you know what can spontaneously combust is like a stack of hay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know about that? So you're, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, well, that you're familiar with, Doug? I'm talking about people. No, not with people. But with hay, it's like it, it starts fermenting and stuff, and the heat. Yeah, gets... fermenting, right? That's what yeah. it is. Gotcha. I feel like you, Doug. You're just saying what Riley's saying back to him, as if you know what you're talking about. So I'm just saying what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You see. Yeah. You got it. Well, no, I know it, it's uh just real tight bales of hay that can happen. That's true. I knew that. I don't need to prove. I don't need to prove my knowledge to you, people. Right. I think. I think you do. Let's let's mm. continue. <laughs> Have you guys seen that video, that Spike Jones video of the guy running on fire? Maybe. Is it slow motion or video? something? That's Spike yeah. Jones video? The music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. California. You guys check that out. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Um. Did this, so this guy, they don't know what happened. There's no foul play. He just... Yeah, it know, seems like he's really hurt. Do you have a sad. suicide note or something? No, I don't think so. I don't think it was suicide. That would be the terrible way to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standing outside a bus stop, set yourself on fire. Oh yeah, it's kind of a bummer because those the nun just set herself on fire in like Tiananmen Square or whatever and stuff. Yeah, yeah. does that work? Do people actually respond to that? Like, oh wow, this person set themselves on fire, so yeah. I'm gonna do what they want me to do. I think the international community takes takes notice when someone, you know, is willing to set themselves on fire to sort of bring light to the atrocities in their in their country. Yeah, I guess you're right. Somebody should write a song about that. Somebody should make an album out of that. Cover. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Okay. Remember when I almost set myself on fire at your house, Doug? Um, no. Your <laughs> birthday a couple years ago, I, I. Oh, great yep. friend. <laughs> yep, yep. I think yep. I was blowing, blowing fire and um, singed my eyebrows in front of my hair. That's exactly right. Was that in my kitchen? Yeah. That was good. Thanks, sorry, man. Sorry Thanks about that. That's okay. You loved it. You were laughing so hard at me. <laughs> I was laughing. I was afraid I was going to have to take you to the hospital on my back. You did not have that sort of mental capacity at that point in the evening. Man, I was just celebrating my birthday. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, so here, Texas man gets 80 years for using fake cash. Hmm. Sentenced for 80 years in prison for trying to buy a movie theater, hot dogs, and uh, with counterfeit counterfeit cash. I mean, look, have, have they been trapping, tracking this guy for years? I don't think so. And it said he tried to use a fake $20 bill, and then when they uh, arrested him, they found $120 more. $120. That's Was it, was it a $120 bill? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a hybrid. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this guy, it, you know, this article's pretty short, but um, it sounds like maybe he has... Uh, some That's other honest. criminal history, you know? But, I mean, come on, 80, 80 years? This guy's not exactly uh, Rick Masters from the masterpiece to live and die in L.A. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right? Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. heard of it. Sounds like a good movie. That's an excellent movie. Um, But, I mean, come on, 80 years? That's crazy. Where is that in America? Yeah, it's in Austin. What's... I can't imagine that. He would have been better off just assaulting the, the guy and stealing that stuff. It would have been. You're right, actually. Probably, That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's got to be something else going on there. Or it might have been Fort Worth. I don't know. It's it's on an Austin website. I know. It's, it's just stupid. Uh, and then lastly, um, did you guys hear anything about this? I think this is kind of getting big, but uh, uh, about this Greyhound bus driver that just pieced out on all the all the uh, all our passengers. <laughs> that sounds pretty. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. <laughs> Being a bus driver seems like such a terrible job. Yeah, one it, of the worst, I bet. It does. I guess. I guess she didn't like what one of her passengers was saying. It said. I'm sure they were like talking shit to her, and then she, uh, so she pulled over on the side of the road. Or she, I think she first um, kicked the passenger off. It was like an older person too, like 65. Kicked the passenger off. Um, then, uh, stopped the bus on the side of the road. Told the passenger she was leaving and locked the door. Why? Okay, and that's... then went to wait outside for a ride. Uh, and then passengers called 911 and they, they, the police told her to get back in the bus. So she drove a little farther and then pulled over and just pieced out for good. <laughs> the cops like let her go. Like, okay, she's calmed down. She's fine. Exactly. I guess, I guess so, yeah. Just, just she she, she was lesson. in the clear. <laughs> yeah. where, where was this? this? It was on the way to St. Louis. I uh, guess she got off the second time in Charleston, uh, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, and they had to wait overnight. They called Greyhound for help. It took oh, it took hours to get the new driver, and they spent the night on the bus. Oh man, I know. I would have broken out of that thing so hard. Well, no, I don't. I think the second time, I don't think she locked the door the second time. But I mean, they didn't have anywhere else to stay. Well, I don't want to stay with a guy that's obviously saying things that are bad enough that a chick wants to quit her job. No, she was. He was kicked off, or he or she was, oh, kicked, he was off. kicked off. Yeah, yeah, earlier. Uh, and then I guess she just, you know, just couldn't take it. He just remembered what he said again. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? Not Red um, Greyhound. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, some people don't have a choice, Doug. Okay. I, I don't know if you've looked outside lately. Um, I don't know. Last time I checked, most of us have thumbs. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Dude, riding on a bus is tough. Have you guys have ever spent, like, extended periods riding on a bus? No. Or just, you no. know, two or three hours, but that's terrible. Ugh. I did, like, two weeks, uh, you know, riding around on, uh, around, uh, I mean, it was excellent riding around Europe, uh, Yeah, oh, poor, poor you. <laughs> two weeks riding around No, Europe. but the bus part's tough. It's, it's weird. It's, like... You're in there for hours sometimes, and oh, 
Man. It's all right, all right. Driving by the... Oh, all these beautiful sights. <laughs> stuff. That did help. And there were cool people on the bus and stuff. But it's just oh, like, you're just cool. cooped up. Like, it's it's like being on a plane, but, you know, for five... Or, you know, probably probably the minimum day was like two, three hours a day. Sometimes as many as like nine. So it's like yeah. being on a private jet for like nine hours. In a private it is jet. not like being on a private, private jet. About it. <laughs> it's That's like being on a fun coach coach airline. Did it have a bathroom on it? Uh, not that you could use. There was one like in hmm. dire emergencies you could use it, but apparently if, if anyone pooped in it, I don't think anyone did. Um, it Game would mode. just stink up the whole bus. I think you people peed in it once or twice, and I think a couple times people puked in it. Oh, you know, of course, the, of course. Morning after, not morning after, but what the what do you call fart? It? <laughs> Hangover. Yeah, that's kind of different. <laughs> I hope. Morning after pill? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, when they were taking the morning after pill, it's it's a bitter pill. It's a bitter I think pill. that would have been a funny movie, The Morning After. Pill? Pill? Yeah, they go movie instead of The Hangover, The Morning After. <laughs> that... I don't completely understand. That's all right. <laughs> well, that's that's the news that I got. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. Uh, just one death story today. Yeah, well, he hasn't died yet. Yeah, who died? Oh, he didn't even die. No, he didn't no. die, which is kind of weird. He's back, he's back and better than ever. Now he appreciates life, you know, and all that. It's like Although you did, you did talk about that. No, now, actually, though. the quote is, he is sedated and will probably remain under for another couple of weeks. Hey, that's all right, man. He's, he's still here. Yeah. Oof. That's tough. That's tough. tough. I wonder if it was like a real-life version of Saw, where the guy was like, okay, want to play a game? Set yourself on fire, or, you know, I'm going to kidnap your family. And so now he might appreciate life more than ever. What a great series of films, by the way. Oh, man. Do you really like them? I like the first. No, I legitimately like the first one. I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know if I if I go back and watch it, how I feel. But I did like the first one. Hmm. Sorry. I like the first one too, but I agree. It's been a while, and I I I never really liked that whole idea. I think that the filmmakers are trying to make a point about that to some extent like almost like the bad guy is kind of not a hero but like he's on to something i felt like as far as his uh his kind of reasons for doing things i kind of felt like that was kind of flawed way of thinking yeah well i don't mind that but i mean i think it's i don't know that those, those movies don't really have a sense of humor absolutely I mean. not and i like i like my horror movies to have kind of a sense of humor ah uh, see i don't usually no, not like you know, not like jokes and stuff, but where it, like it can. Be I mean, the so the saw the movies just come off as mean, mean spirit. Yes, when very they don't mean. seem mean. Like one of my favorite horror movies is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Says a lot about you. Have you seen that movie? I have. It is an excellent movie with Dennis Hopper. It's great, and it's just like I think like when when like the the uh, the kills and stuff can be so over the top that you kind of like don't know whether you should cringe or laugh at just how insane it is uh i like that like final destination yeah i think that has a sense of humor to it oh definitely definitely i mean i'm not like a huge fan of that series i've seen i think i've i've definitely seen the first one i've maybe seen the second one but uh i like the idea of it i mean that's i, I kind of like more like slashers and stuff i mean 
But I mean, you know, like Jason X and stuff. I like that movie. Ooh, I love Jason X. Yeah, Jason X is great. Really good. Really I don't good. know. I just, I, like Hostel 1, to me, was too mean-spirited and sort of not serious, but um, without a sense of humor. But then Hostel 2, I think, did have that kind of like Eli Roth sense of humor, which I don't know why he suppressed it for the first one, but I liked Hostel 2 a lot more. I mean, it was still probably just as graphic and maybe even meaner in a way, but I thought it was it had a little bit of humor to it, and it was great. Hmm. I never saw Hostel 2. I wasn't crazy about the first one. I wasn't either, and I watched it just because I, I think it was like free or something like that. Um, I would check it out. Wouldn't you say in, in a way, though, that, I mean, I, I also at times enjoy sense of humor in my horror, but it kind of undermines the whole point of a horror movie. Do you guess... not like feeling, like, kind of frightened when you watch a movie? Because mm. those movies that you're describing, they see, they're mostly silly to me. I guess it depends what your... How tough you are. No, just, like, what your sense of horror is. I mean... If you, I think those those kind of funny or not funny, but like movies that are like have a little levity to them, you can still feel that like oh, don't don't go in there kind of like horror like, you know where you're worried for the character, but you're not gonna feel sort of deep bad down if they get destroyed by a monster or nor just like bad about life like you can kind of feel with like Saw movies and stuff where you're just like oh god people can be so horrible, right? I don't like that feeling. Okay. I, I or I, or I don't I don't seek out that feeling in in movies. I could see uh, that. Did you like High Tension? Yeah. You did. Okay. Well, I would say that movie has no sense of humor. That might be reasonable. But and I'm not saying that I I don't like any movies, you know, that are that are pretty serious, but I'm not trying to argue by saying that too. I was just curious. No, I I do like High Tension. Although I will say his other movie I mean, uh, next big movie after that was uh, The Hills Have Eyes, and I hated that movie. I didn't hate I didn't it, like, but I, I, I didn't, didn't really, like it either. I didn't like it. But, I mean, he can put us in – you know, he's definitely good with, with the humor. I mean, he did Piranha or Piranha 3D, whatever you want to call it. That's did you right. See that? That's right. It's excellent. Did you see it? I have not. It's great. I mean, I'd be down to see it. I'm not, like, not trying to. It is It is super good. I mean, it's almost not even a horror movie. It's sort of just like a – um. I don't know. Disaster black comedy kind of thing. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's worth watching. What about Mirrors? No, I didn't I see think, that. I don't think anyone saw that. <laughs> was that him too? Yeah. yeah. Alexander Arja, I think. Didn't even see that. No. Keith. Oh. Big Keith. Um, don't, who, who's in it? David Keith? Keith Sutherland. Keith oh. Sutherland. Sorry. I thought it was David Keith. Not David Keith. <laughs> <laughs> who's oh, the no. better? David Keith or Keith David? Keith David is definitely better. Than David. Everyone though says that. That always makes me sad. Why? What's David Keith so good in? No, he's not. I just feel like if I was him, that'd be a joke that he'd hear forever. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> You're David Keith. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, I know you guys live in Northern California. I live in, in Southern California. Can I can I talk to you guys about some happenings down here? Please enlighten us. Oh, means. Okay. So, a couple weeks ago, um. For my birthday, I'm I'm going to an excellent restaurant. By the way, any Los Angeles folks listening to this podcast, Los sure Angelinos, I think. Or... Los Angelinos. Uh, I'm sure you already know about this place, but there's two locations: one downtown, one in Venice. It's called Worst Kitch. It's uh, sausages. What's it's, it called? 
uh, worst kutch, I want to say. So it's you don't even... pronounce. Well, it's, okay. you know, it's, it's it's not it's not a word that I throw around all the time. You want to spell uh, it for the uh, listeners? W U R S T. I'm gonna leave it there. I don't know. Just Google it, you bums, you lazy bums. Worst kutch. K U T C H E, possibly. Okay. I don't know. Anywho, um, so we're going to the downtown one, and I see a billboard, and it's it's a cartoon of. It's like a red. Uh, I don't know. It's the shape of Texas. This little character with eyes and stuff, and it's the shape of Texas. It's clearly the state of Texas, and it has a lasso, and it's pulling on California, and California has like all this money flying out of it. And it's it's struggling. It's California's waste is getting constricted by this lasso thing, and then on the bottom of it or wherever it says like save Vernon jobs, like don't don't give in to Texas, save Vernon jobs, and I'm like, huh? What's going on with that? And uh. One of the one of the folks I was with kind of explained it, and it's very strange and weird. So I had to do a little more research on it. And so here I am today to explain uh, what's going on. So a little background information: the the city of Vernon is uh, it's close to downtown. It's about five miles south of downtown LA, and it's mostly industry, um, pretty much 100% industry. It's 5.2 square miles. Uh, true Religion Jeans headquarters ah, is there. Ah. Know you all wear your true religion. So, uh, also uh, a meatpacking plant for Farmer John's is there. Ah, so very similar industries. I think you can see a trend. Uh, Do they pack the uh, famous Dodger dog there? Hmm. Good question. Probably. Okay. Uh, that's gross, by the way. Is but it? I've heard have you seen really the bad. color? Have you seen the color of a Dodger dog? It's like a really light pink, right? Really light, like like tan. Very strange. I, I don't like Farmer John's, and I don't want to eat their. Hot dogs. No. No good. Anyway, please no continue. Um, okay. So the city of Vernon, um, very, very small. It is, uh, let's see, the population as of 2010 was 112 um, with less than nine, less than 90 voters. And so – Wait, wait, wait. Less than 90 votes. Oh, 112 people. 112 people. Oh, I was thinking 112,000. I'm like, that's not, that's not very small. Okay, 112, very, very small. 112 okay. people, very small, very small. Um, so what's been going on in the city of Vernon, um, is that there's all sorts of, not literal inbreeding, but, um, like city council, everyone's just friends with each other, um, scratching each other's back. Exactly. Exactly. And so you've got, uh, one man, uh, Malberg, uh, he was mayor of the city for 50 years. Um, I'm not sure if he ran unopposed, but he, just won every single time. And so I, I don't know. I'm sure you guys caught news of this uh, up there. But last year, the city of Bell, which is down here, um, had some sort of corruption. It turns out the mayor was making like $1.5 million a year and had Whoa. 26 weeks of vacation every year and stuff like that. And so obviously all this stuff was going on without the citizens knowing. Similar things kind of came out about uh, the people that work um, in Vernon, or not the people that work in Vernon, but the people in the government in Vernon, uh, just making way too much money, corruption. There's allegations of, you know, ballot fraud and all this stuff. So, oh, wow. a couple of things happened. Uh, 
So between 1980 and 2006, there were no contested elections. Just people just <laughs> what? That's like saying, okay, years. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep uh, doing this position, and everyone's like, okay. What? Every um, every single election went uncontested. That's that's my, that's what my research tells me. Yeah, so from it's, like, it's like their own little their own little utopia. Right, right, right. Exactly. And so in the year 2006, um, eight people moved into the city of Vernon, and they converted and abandoned. Uh -oh. 50s office building into a five-room apartment uh, because you need to you need to be a resident in order to run for uh, office there and so they're they're kind of trying to break up the regime a little bit um, and so the city tried to have them evicted uh, for squatting and the city also <laughs> cut their power because the city um, runs their own power um, which is interesting. And so uh, and so the reason why the city is good for businesses supposedly is that you know their business taxes are low um they provide their own power at a significant discount compared to like edison which is you know the main power company down here in southern california um, so they cut a bunch of businesses breaks um, but then you know the, the council people also take home fat checks so 2006 eight people move in they, they're trying to break up this regime um and they were able to run there's some kind of interesting. There's this man named uh, Albert Robles, uh, and he was the treasurer of a city named Southgate, and he he damn near bankrupted the city of uh, Southgate. He was the treasurer, <laughs> just bribery, money laundering, just crazy corruption going on apparently, and so he was uh, kicked out of office, and I'm sure he's in jail right now. Turns out these eight people were either family members or associates of this Albert Robles character. Nice. Nice. Uh, so the city tried to get them off the ballot for that reason, uh, but the state said, like, yeah, you know, he, they're known associates of this douchebag, but that doesn't mean they can't. They themselves haven't committed any felonies, so, uh, they, you know, they can run, right? Okay. Um, so they're like, all right, fine. Um, so the, so let me just read this here. Um, an election, this is what happened. This is the, the product of this. An election was held under a court order on April 11, 2006. The city clerk, Bruce Malkinhorse Jr., refused to count the ballots until the legal disputes were resolved and temporarily ordered the ballots to be sealed. Uh, these legal disputes involving the, these people and their connection to this Robles butthead. Uh, so in August 2006, Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Aurelio Munoz ruled that the newcomers received free rent and jobs prior to registering to vote and that they were involved in a scheme orchestrated by Albert Robles and Ed, Eduardo Olivo uh, to steal the election but that such actions were not illegal. On October 16, 2006, it was announced that city officials were ready to count the, the votes from the contested April 11th election. Uh, the challengers lost by a landslide. So it was all just, <laughs> they lost. So this is 2006, the beat goes on, whatever, whatever. More and more allegations of corruption come out. Um, and so I believe it's at the beginning of this year or late last year, um, a bill was proposed, AB 46, and basically what AB 46 is, is that any incorporated city with fewer than 150 residents uh, will be disincorporated. Oh. So, and this, and this bill only applies to Vernon. That is the only city that falls under this, um, the criteria. So it's the smallest incorporated city in California? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. We can deduce that. Yeah. So... So what this would mean was that uh, the city of Vernon would have to um, follow Los Angeles County's taxes, 
power structure all that stuff right yeah um, so everyone's freaked out and so uh <laughs> the governor of of the beautiful state of texas rick perry you might have heard of him nope uh nope never heard of him uh he's a comedian right whoops he said, yeah, whoops oops sorry no oops yeah <laughs> oops he sends uh a lot of businesses in vernon this letter um, it says lots of businesses from Vernon received a letter from government or um, Texas Governor Rick Perry, uh, stating that they should come to the business-friendly climate of Texas if they oh, feel appreciated yeah. in the Golden State. Perry wrote that if California doesn't want your business, Texas does. Texas has no personal income tax, and there's no interest in getting one. We are the number one exporting state. Business taxes are low, flat, and fair. Um, and so bringing Texas back into this and that billboard, basically Texas was like, yo, bring all your business to Texas. Um, and we'll, we'll treat you right because California doesn't want you. Shoot. Fast forward a little bit. State Assembly passes AB 46, and at the end of August, the state Senate uh, turned down AB 46. Mm. So the city of Vernon is sitting pretty where it is. I guess there's a bunch of reform coming through um, requiring Basically, I don't, I don't know the specifics of it, but the idea is that these measures will help reduce corruption and things like that. So, City of Vernon is still under the uh, the all-seeing eye, basically, right now. But uh, I don't know. Just a couple couple strange stories coming out of Vernon. Population is... 112. 112. <clears throat> that is strange. I mean, obviously, you don't want corruption in any city, but you also don't want to like drive drive uh, companies out of California just because you know you you make it un un not unfair, but unfit for them to, to operate there. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's sort of my take on it, I guess. So it's sort of like a city of industry <laughs> type situation. Exactly, exactly. Very, very similar to city of industry, yes. Is it close to city of industry? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because you live I, pretty close to city of industry, don't you? Fairly close, 15, 20 minutes away, yeah. Huh. Uh, city of industry is larger, I know that, population-wise. Not but much, though. I, I have it up. It's... Uh, 219 residents okay okay yeah but I mean, uh, still i guess it's like that's uh you know almost 50 percent more but mm, one thing i forgot to mention this is very very interesting uh ab46 caused the uh the city of vernon to get some lobbyists uh going up at the uh up at the state capitol and uh read an article it said uh the city spent $1.6 million in lobbying, making it the city, making the city the state's sixth biggest lobbying force this year. I got curious because I, I wanted to know who number one. Does anyone have any guesses like what industry the, the number one lobbyist group is? Cigarettes? Wait, wait, which industry in California? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to like – I doubt anyone will know the specific – I don't understand, but I don't understand the question. Like what? Like why? Like why are they lobbying? Like what interest group are they supporting? Or like Cigarettes. what? What is their purpose? Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. Uh, okay, no. in in California or in the in the country or in California? In California. Um, I don't know. Agriculture. Number one, uh, this group spent 5.3 million. Number two, spent 2.2 million. Okay. So almost more than double. I'll tell you right now. Number two is the Western States Petroleum Association. Okay. Oh, love them. Number one, California Teachers Association. Oh, learn. A little strange. A little strange. I knew. I knew they threw money around, but not like that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
No one has money like teachers. That's true. Right? Yeah, right? No one has money like the CTA, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Three months out of the year off? Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you think they what do you think they do during those three months? Make cheddar. I actually know what they're doing. Lobby. <laughs> try to teach, try to teach summer school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's excellent, dude. Thanks for the lowdown. I mean, that's super super interesting. I mean, not to get you know we don't we don't usually get really political on this, but I mean, that's that's an interesting. And I don't think you did. I think that was fairly unbiased. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just weird, just weird stuff, man. It's a weird world we're living in, you know. Have you ever been through there, Vernon itself, and like hanging out? Um, no. Hung out? No. There's no, there's nowhere to hang out, man. Five point two square miles. Yeah, I mean, a lot for me. <laughs> for like a personal residence, yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> well, shoot, I'm like six feet tall. I mean, I'm nowhere close to a mile, so that's cool. That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way, but that makes sense. <laughs> I always lay down when I'm hanging out too. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, let's let's check out what Davis sent over. If if that's wrapped up, that's okay. Oh yeah, I'm done here. I just don't. I just don't know. You know, I, I I'm I'm just I, I hesitate to sort of kind of like uh, weigh in too heavily on that because cause I I just don't have. You don't want to get hit put on your head by the people of Vernon. I don't. Or yeah. You heard that Audio Jones podcast? <laughs> They're talking bad about us. <laughs> Mr. Robles, I think uh, yeah. Uh, well, he he might be in jail. I looked it up. He's he tried to take over Vernon, or his people tried to take over Vernon. No one's ever ordered a hit from jail, of course, <laughs> for prison. I think we'll be fine. I think plenty of people have been criticizing the city of Vernon recently. I think we'll be okay. Plenty of them are not around anymore in billboard form. <laughs> in billboard form. Although I heard that billboard's only still up because the the uh, the person that put it up got hit and they and they uh, just haven't ordered it to be taken down yet. Yeah, everyone responsible is dead. <laughs> They're <laughs> just laying for, waste to everyone. Was in support of the city of Vernon, so. Yep. The people who tried to take it down were killed. Well, luckily Rick Perry's uh, against Vernon's situation, so. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the list. He's funny. Oh, real quick, this is funny. I just read in the news yesterday, and then we'll jump into uh, uh, David's podcast. Oh, Michelle Bachman was on. Uh, oh yeah, that Roots Alan. thing. Did you hear about this? That's yeah, kind of... it's pretty awesome. Uh, I so didn't... Michelle Bachman comes out, and uh, the Roots, you know, is the, the house band. They play. Uh, oh, this is know, on Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Yeah. Late night with Jimmy Fallon, yeah, or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, when she's when she's coming out, they play the beginning. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fishbone, but they have a song called "Lion Ass Bitch." <laughs> so they're they're playing that as she came out, and of course she was oblivious to to it and everything. So and so was almost everyone. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I definitely uh, had to look it up. Oh, isn't that that Fishbone song, "Lion Ass Bitch"? Fishbone, <laughs> <laughs> Fishbone, you know, come on. I only know Fishbone from being the song that got axed from "Say Anything." When what? Lloyd, Lloyd Dauber or whatever, and say anything, you know, John Cusack when he holds the uh, your eyes, yeah, yeah, when he holds the um the the boom the boombox the ghetto blaster above his head boom. and plays in your eyes. Yeah. Originally, he was playing a Fishbone song. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then Cameron Cameron Crowe, I guess, decided that was not a I don't know either not well known or not not a smart move or not the right song, so he played he like dubbed in in your eyes over it. 
I think it worked out. I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I've haven't never seen done it, that, just, despite that, despite that, that little <laughs> yeah, science that dropped on you right there. I <laughs> have not seen that movie. I have not seen it either. I've debated on doing that boombox thing a couple of times. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. And then I slept it off. Because <laughs> I was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you realized you couldn't get your hands on a boombox like that at 3 in the morning. <laughs> and I couldn't find my car keys, and they were, like, in my shoe. Or yeah. Something. That's, <laughs> that's always good. All right, well let's uh let's uh let's listen to what David's laid down for us. Let's do it. Perfect. What's up? Hey, what's up? I'm just gonna run right through the rake. I'm just gonna dance right through the bank. I just wanna feel that river, feel that drum. Let my heart be louder, let my heart speak louder than my head. head. Late last month, Filipino pop idol and three-time Glee guest star Sharice Papenko received some tragic news from her homeland. Her estranged father had been stabbed to death. The 19-year-old canceled her tour and headed back to the Philippines to be with her family and no doubt provide some face time to the media and her adoring fans. It turns out that her dad was a bit of a scumbag. Sharice and her mother had left his abusive household when she was just a little girl. Apparently, she and her father had communicated either very little or not at all since then. When her YouTube videos, with over 15 million views, initiated her rise to global fame, she and her mother moved to the U.S. Since moving, she's been featured multiple times on Oprah Winfrey Show talent segments, performed duets with Celine Dion and Neo, and landed the recurring guest role of Sunshine Corazon on the hit women's TV series Glee. No doubt richer and more famous than when she left her country of origin, Charisse's return returned to the Philippines on November 1st to attend her father's wake and funeral was a media blitz. The well-publicized week-long manhunt for the suspected killer captured the nation's attention, and statements from Charisse lent further pathos to the story. Charisse, after arriving in the Philippines, made multiple statements to reporters calling for justice and seeking retribution for her father's murder. Though she hadn't seen her dad since she was four years old, his murder had her demanding an eye for an eye. The police increased the reward for the killer's capture from 100,000 Philippine pesos to 200,000, the equivalent of only about 4,000 U.S. dollars, but a fortune to those living in the archipelago. On November 4th, the killer surrendered. He apologized to Charisse and her family, claiming he was drunk and angry when he committed the heinous act, and he asked for Charisse's forgiveness specifically, to which she refused. One would imagine, if vengeance is still on her mind, that she hopes for this man to be executed in the same fashion as he killed her father, stabbed multiple times with an ice pick and left on the street to die. An eye for an eye. Unfortunately for her, the Philippines abolished the death penalty in 2006. But all this got me thinking. Sure, the impassioned and media-whoring statements of a grieving 19-year-old pop starlet are likely composed of some pretty empty words, but it's not hard to empathize and imagine a similar situation in one's own life. What kind of punishment would I wish upon the killer of a close family member? Wouldn't I want vengeance, too? Wouldn't I, too, want vengeance? I live in California, where the death penalty still stands. I've never been a supporter of capital punishment, but of course I've never lost a loved one to homicide. Still, the idea of the state or the nation collectively euthanizing a dirtbag murderer, or God forbid, an innocent man, is pretty icky creepy. 
I can totally understand the desire to deprive a hateful and violent person of their consciousness, but I don't think a bureaucracy of lawyers and jailers should be the ones doing the job. But what if our legal system were to be completely revolutionized? How about, once a murder suspect is found guilty, rather than being sentenced to death by the courts, that option is stricken. No more death penalty. The maximum sentence is life in prison. However, the victim's next of kin can decide to either turn the guilty killer over to begin his sentence, or elect to have him freed. The victim's family now qualifies for a vendetta license, and is allowed to pursue the murderer and legally kill the fool in any way they choose. Sounds archaic? Well, at least it's human. The victims get their vengeance, the killer is dead, just as he would have been in the gas chamber, and the taxpayers aren't the least bit culpable. Not to mention, if the victim has no family or loved ones, no one is able to seek vengeance, and the killer of the unloved nobody does hard time. Not only would this system discourage potential killers from committing murder, as proponents of the death penalty claim it does, it would also encourage would-be victims to stay close to their families and make friends along the way. Two birds, one cup. Maybe the Philippines could try this out first, as alpha testers, and report back to us about how it goes. I can see it in my mind's eye already. The five-foot-nothing, ninety-pound Charisse, O-Ren Yi-Shiing, her father's killer in some scuzzy karaoke bar, watching as his entrails fall upon the dirt floor. After the trial, she could give him a head start, hang back until he had a false sense of security, then use her wealth and cunning to track him down months later. I bet that's just the kind of justice and publicity she desires. Ridiculous. First of all, uh, uh, an excellent but ridiculous idea on David's part, and then also ridiculous that Carlos somehow balled this up. You guys, keep it down. I'm trying to listen to this. <laughs> Carlos listened to the wrong one. Um, it's uh, it's not a bad idea. It, it's actually a very good one. I'm sure you agree, Riley. Uh, here's a question, though. I mean, wouldn't the vengeance thing go on forever? I, that's what I was thinking too. I, mean, I'm I guess it would have to stay within the same family. It would start like family feud, or or have like just like some sort of time limit. Maybe even maybe the time limit's even you know meted out during sentencing. Mm. Like you know, for a particularly heinous crime, it's you know, you've you've got fifty years or something, or you know, but for something horrible, but somehow <laughs> you know, less horrible, you know, you got the mill murder. You got a decade. Get a cool ten. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. And then you could turn that into like a like a reality TV show. Boost the economy with this. Is this is becoming more and more Running Man? It is. Yeah. I mean, I was already thinking it was kind of Running Man. It's like Running Man meets Surviving the Game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Green, Which are the perfect movie? Two quite, two quite similar uh, concepts. Or or similar. Similar storylines, but with with different you know ways of arriving upon the yes the, yeah. the, the device. That's true. I uh, is her is her name in uh, Glee really Sunshine Corazon? Cause yeah. That's maybe the worst fake name I've ever heard. Really, I kind of like that name. What? It sounds like a porn star name. Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> okay, I see you. I see you there. You ever, you ever watch Glee? I bet you do. Uh, I, 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 I actually almost I know you do. do. 
Um, I've seen uh, I've seen the first episode, the pilot, because uh, I heard good things about it, and then I, I've seen a couple scenes here and there because it's <laughs> so ridiculous. No, I mean there's one scene where like the you, football YouTubing team... Leah Michelle is that is that how you? <laughs> hey man, you're calling the kettle black, here, buddy. <laughs> she, uh, she's a beautiful uh, girl, lady. No, um, there's like I, it was in the first season, right when the show first came out, but in the like third or fourth episode, there's a scene where the football team. Uh, you know, lining up to win the, you know, to get the game-winning touchdown or something like that. And lining quarter... up to get the game, okay. Are they taking turns to get the game? Or... Uh, you know, the, the offensive line is lining up, quarterback oh, crouching down, you know, I don't know. Um, and the quarterback is, like, the dude who joins the glee club in the first episode. I don't know, he's like yeah. the main. he's like so, the jock dude. He's the jock dude, right? So he's looking around and kind of gives the nod to his team members. And then the whole football team starts doing this dance number to uh, – single ladies by beyonce and uh the other team's like huh what are they doing and through this dance routine they end up um fancifully tossing the ball into the touchdown end zone whatever and uh, it's just really stupid yeah that, that's my big problem with glee is it's actually a lot of the writing's pretty funny uh but the dance numbers and the singing is yeah, I don't know. It just makes me want to fast show, forward yeah. through it. That's well, I mean, no, the the parts that are, that are not that I enjoy. Like it's it's good. What's his name? Uh, Sean. Nip Tuck folks, right? Yeah, yeah, Nip Tuck dude. Uh, uh, writing, uh, you know, it's funny, and um, Jane Lynch is super funny in it. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just like I despise musicals. I really do. So there's that whole thing. No, I do. I do too. Um, I can't even think of an exception. I'm sure there is one, but I can't think of it. Uh, freaking Doctor, what's that? Just Weed. Doctor Horrible Single. I haven't seen that. Uh, I've Dr. heard Skip. I'm sure it's great. Well, anyway, no I, I kind of feel like Carlos thought that he was gonna listen to it, come back, and you know, weigh in at the last minute, but uh, oh, don't give him the chance. <laughs> we're not gonna give him the chance. We're not gonna give him the chance. That was an error. You guys aren't even talking about it. <laughs> oh! Well, you could have talked. I We're could have. About I know. That's not basically I know nothing about. I've never seen an episode of Glee either. Well, there you at go. Least you, at least you weren't told to watch an episode of Glee. That's true. I'm sure somebody told me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. It's been great. I hope you. I hope you agree with that assessment mm -hmm. uh let's meet back here in a matter of moments for uh next week's episode Woo! Yo. until then i'm riley with doug and carlos enjoy your day it's an audio drone.